Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be here with Kim. This is Talk Purpose and Truth. Hi, Kim. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and listening. We have a special guest today, right? Are you excited? Exciting, exciting. Yeah, we're not even gonna, we're not gonna do any talking beforehand because we want to save all the time for him. Yeah, okay. So before we announce uh, or let you talk, we're gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and read your bio. um, So the audience knows exactly who we are hearing from today. Um, So we have J.R. Martinez, and he's an army vet, uh, a burn survivor, an actor, motivational speaker, New York Times best-selling author, and Dancing with the Stars season 13 winner. Woo! Woo (laughs) Woo-hoo! J.R. has traveled the world speaking with troops and various bases, at various bases, as well as serving as keynote speaker for numerous major corporate events, nonprofits, universities, and Fortune 500 companies. JR devotes himself to spreading his message of resilience and optimism. And he is married and has an eight-year-old daughter. And I think, is her name Lauren? Her name is Lauren. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, hi, JR. Welcome. Hello, hi. ladies. Hello. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here with the both of you and to have this opportunity to just talk life. Yeah, yes. that's what. Yes, yes. that's. I was what we're really all about. hoping that at some point somebody would mute you though for reading that that entire bio. <laughs> God bless you for trying to like Aww, attack that it's thing. So, like, it's so interesting and and so much you've already done at such a young age. And thanks for being here, especially with the eight year old daughter, because I have one too. And you know, with the I don't know if you're doing online school, but. With online school, I've been needed much more than I used to be. <laughs> yes. So we were doing online school. We decided, let's wait. Let's kind of see. Hopefully, yes. hopefully everything is okay, right? And then, but let's just give ourselves a little bit of time. And so that's what we decided to do. And uh, it is driving, because God bless my wife. My wife is the one that has really been involved. Um, I occasionally get pulled in when math is the is the topic. <laughs> Oh, I would, and, be, um, I would yeah, be terrible with that. Yeah, no, I give so that, math to my husband too. See, yeah, <laughs> that's just my thing. I don't know why. And and um, it's just my thing. My wife was a straight A student in high school, college, but she worked her ass off for that A and, and it came to math. So um, so to make it a little bit easier, they give it to me. And um, yeah, so it, it's been a challenge. It definitely has been. But we decided um, okay, things seem pretty good and safe and healthy where we are. So we're, you know, we're going to, we made the decision we're going to put her back in after the holiday weekend. Um, so yeah, it's exciting, but it, oh. it's busy. It's busy. It's busy. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. And also right now with, with the, the world, the way it is, it might change in three days. It might get better. It might get worse. We don't know. So it's kind of oh. like one of those things you're just like, okay, day by day. What an incredible year though. Right. What? And I say that I know, and I don't want to be, tone deaf to the people that have suffered and have lost and that are still suffering. But, you know, for 
I think for humanity, for our country, uh, I think it's, it's a, it's a, this is an opportunity where I think mm-hmm. so many of us are so busy being busy and stimulated and, you know, distracted that we don't really focus on things that are happening in our communities, things that are happening in our homes, things are happening in, in, in ourselves, within our hearts and our minds. And it's, and, and this, this year has forced every single one of us to understand this whole other definition and meaning to the word adapt and being fluid and you know you think of like social media social media is is filled with filters right like we can take a photo and be like we don't like this and that and you can literally go to one or two apps and clean that bad boy up and make it look polished and beautiful to the point where all of a sudden you're getting hundreds of likes and maybe thousands depending on your following i feel like that's what 2020 is about 2020 yeah. is like, okay, we're taking this picture that we don't clearly like and we're filtering it and we're going to try to clean this thing up. Uh-huh. But the only way we get that beautiful picture is if we're, we're willing to actually look at the stuff that isn't that pretty. Right. Looking at the truth. Yeah. yeah. That's what and this so, is all about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because like even from a, you know, I, I've, I've gone back and forth. I mean, I tend to be pretty an, an, an open book and, you know, pretty vulnerable. I believe that that is the way to really impact and connect with people when you're, you know, open and honest. And I try to be that, but I remember a, f- a few months ago, I was, um, I came across a photo of when I was injured and it was probably three months after I was injured, not even. And I said to my wife, I was like, look, like, cause I met my wife after mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I was like, look, this is, this is what I looked like at one point. And she was like, oh my God, that's crazy to believe that that's you. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to post that. Right. So people can understand the journey of how mm. far I've come. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you should really put, I'm like, why? And she was like, well, because you know, it might be too much for some people. And I was like, yeah, but isn't that what we need more of? We need people yes. to real and raw oh. and say, listen, here's, here's the mess. Yeah. Here's the mess. And, and it's okay because we're all messy we all mm-hmm. are messy in different ways, right? Like mm-hmm. my wife is messy and leaving stuff around the house, right? I'm <laughs> messy in the sense of when it comes to relationships, you know, I have not necessarily been the best and I've had to work on that and really look at myself to understand, okay, how am I going to clean this mess up? And in order for me to be able to understand what I need to address and work on, well, first I got to be able to identify what the problem is. Yeah. So you have to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And I think a lot of people are, luckily, a lot of people we talk to are very conscious and looking at this as a gift and transformation and awakening and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you pivot and change and shift and adapt and all of that. But there are a lot of people that I see that are taking that energy and putting it into something fear-based or anger-based and making that their cause. So almost as to not have to deal with their inner truth. Yeah. You know. It's a defense mechanism, right? Like we all go through that. We all have it. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I feel like I, the person that I am today, a lot of people always, I'm not going to say always and sound like, you know, arrogant like that, but you know, a lot of people, you know, will say positive things about me and the type of person that I am and what I stand for. And, and, and that's great. I appreciate that. But I always tell people, it's like, I believe that the person that I am today is made up of the relationships that I've had, the conversations that I've had, the people that I've met, the places that I've gone. I believe that I am a reflection of all of those experiences. And and I can tell you that in every single one of those circles and environments that I found myself in, 
I was always, always giving constructive criticism, whether I liked it or not. And mm-hmm. you know what I would do? Before I would be like, forget them, right? That's their problem. They're the ones. And then eventually, as I started to get more mature and started to understand the importance of, you know, hey, don't take it so personally. And it's okay for you to actually not be this perfect person and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot of that, not only through my, my friendship with my best friend, but also through therapy. And I was able to get to a place of being able to take that information and then say, okay, there's something in, I'm making somebody feel a certain way, mm. whether it clearly, really, it, whether it is all on me or not, I'm, that person feels this up towards me and I contributed yeah. to some degree. Um, not yes. all of it, because right, like every interaction that we have with people, we can't be responsible for everybody's mess. Yes. Right. But, yes. and, 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 but at some point you do have to be able to pay attention and say, well, I mean, I, I mean, I am still in this space and I still am in this relationship. So there's something that I have to pay attention to and look at. Mm-hmm. And I believe that once I learned how to do that, that's when my relationship with my wife, you know, took off and it, it is what it is today. This, this healthy relationship that we're, we can communicate with one another and we couldn't do that before. Like we couldn't, I, I, I kind of bit my tongue, you know, and, and, and I had to learn too how to communicate. I, you know, we've all heard the, about that book, the five love languages, right? Yes. Yeah. Beautiful book, incredible book. And I encourage people to read that book, you know, yeah. and, and not so much directly only for your spouse or your partner, but I also feel like your children, for people that you work with, people in your family, friends, it's important to be able to understand, okay, let me understand what 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 Kim values over eating. Like I can't come to Kim the same way that I'm going to come to you, right? Like I got I to gotta figure this out and then adapt to when I'm in Kim's space, this is what Kim values. When I'm with Eden, this is what she values, right? And so many of us just don't do that work. And it's unfortunate because you're missing out on the true potential of every single relationship that you can have. And the first one that matters the most is with yourself. You're missing out on this incredible experience that you can be having with life and feelings because you're avoiding it because you're allowing every other thing that you've created in your head to get in the way. Right. And I think that I think people are so like what I've come to find over these minimal years. Just kidding. (laughs) You're Um, so young. Yes. I know. (laughs) That hat Um, looks good on you, though. Oh, thank you. Um, But no, what I've come to find is people are so scared about an argument or, you know, they do something that where they slip up and say something terrible or they're feeling these icky feelings today. And I always look at it. I've learned to look at it like, okay, me and my husband had a fight. We had an argument. But guess what? We got that crap out and now we can analyze it and look at it and figure that out and shed it and then have this new version of ourselves where we can actually be more pure. And so I I commend you that you kept making it work with your wife because you were shedding those things that no longer served you to get to that root of the best relationship, you know, and you probably still are like we all are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Listen, you know, the example you gave and, and you know, about, you know, you and your husband and, and having a moment where you're just having a disagreement about something and it sort of comes out. Yeah, that's healthy. That's great. That's great to be able to communicate and share it. But there also is what I have learned and I'm still learning and I'm still trying to practice, which is difficult, is that 
the way my natural nature is, and I think it's also been escalated because of what has happened to me in my life, because I almost died and, and not many people can have that blessing of an experience. Yeah. Um, and I say that because now I can say that it was a blessing because it taught me so much and gave me a completely different perspective. The downside of that in, and I know we're going to touch on this a little bit later, but like, for example, when I joined all my children, when I joined all my children, I was a guy just came off of the streets and there was just a casting call and it was a three month opportunity. And I was like, okay, groovy. Like, I'm just going to own this for three months and I'm going to ride off into the sunset and say that I once did it. Right. That's cool. But I got there and I can tell you that early on, it was hard for me to adapt because every Monday when I would show up to set, everybody congregated in like the hair and makeup room. That's where everybody, you know, would hang out. Of course, I had no reason to be in the hair and makeup room because there was no hair and there, and there was no makeup that was required. <laughs> so I was very low maintenance. However, that's where everybody was and that's where the snacks were. So that's where I found myself. And I would go in there and I would listen to what the cast, the actors were talking about as far as like what, you know, what their weekend entailed and, and what was important to them. And, and, and I would just sit there and judge them. Mm. I would sit there and be like, are you kidding? Like in my mind, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's what you're talking about? So surface. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's people that, and coming from somebody who's a veteran, right? There's people out there that are fighting for our freedom there's families out there that are suffering there's troops that like i'm taking it to this whole other place right and the problem with that is is that now i'm projecting yeah what my experience has been mm. with the world onto everybody else and i'm and i'm blaming them for not seeing yeah. my, the way i see the world and it's like well that's not their fault yeah that's, that's not their fault at all like everybody's entitled to pursue whatever route they want to pursue in their life like why am right. i putting that and so what I had to learn, especially with my relationship with my wife, is that I'm a very matter of fact kind of guy, right? Like I sort of kind of tell it like it is. I, there, there's not a lot of beating around the bush with me. Um, and especially when it comes to people closest to me, I'm very like, you can come to me and you can say, like, if, let's say, Kim, you call me and you're like, hey, listen, JR, like I'm, you know, just kind of going through something. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's talk about it. Right. And then I'll say, hey, this is kind of what I feel like you maybe should should think about. You call me again. Hey, Jerry, you know, okay. All right, let's talk about it. Okay, cool. cool. But then guess what? You call me like four or five times later. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of, and I'm like, okay, Kim, at some point, when are you going to pull the weight? At some right. point, you have to be willing to meet somebody halfway yeah. too, right? You yes. can't expect me or everybody yeah. else to save you. You have to be willing to save yeah. yourself. Good. And so what, th that's great. However, my tone and my delivery mm can come across a little aggressive. And some people can say that's the military guy in you. Some people can say, well, that's because of your experiences in life. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's all of that. But I think also too, that I also have to be able to identify when I'm speaking to Dan, my best friend, who also was in the military, I can tell him, hey man, get it together. Come on, hmm. come on, let's, let's stop doing this. Can we please? Because you're, you're, you're at fault here, right? Do you acknowledge that? But I can't take that same tone and that same energy to my wife because my wife's going to shut down. So as important as it is to be able to get everything out, there also is a danger in the way that you're delivering that information. If you're mm. delivering it in a reckless way and you're feeling it in this moment, guess what? You might end up regretting and saying something that you can never maybe recover from. So it is important to be able to get it out, but let's get it out in a, in a, in a respectful, controlled way, right? 
like, let's find ways to be able to kind of dish that information out. And so now when I go to my wife and I have to tell her like, Hey, this bothered me when you said something, I take a beat, I take a beat. I take like five steps back before I can even take 50 steps forward because that's how we naturally are wired as people. I mean, think about it right now, like in the world, the world right now through social media, that's where people get most of their news today. They see something, they immediately like share it. It fuels them. It pumps them up and they share it. And all of a sudden they're all worked up. You see something on television, it fuels you, pumps you up, gets you all emotional. For me, I'm trying to, in my life still today, when something starts to kind of fuel me up, let me take a few steps back. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do, but it's necessary Yeah, because you can end up finding yourself in a rabbit hole that is so dark and so hard for you to get out of. Yeah, And then when you come out of it, you're going to look around and be like, man, there's a lot of people looking at, looking at me in that hole. And we're like, what, what, what was wrong with you? And so, you know, it is good to be able to talk. It is good to be able to get that stuff out, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's always healthy the way you do it. And so that's like extreme, extreme self-awareness, practicing constant self-awareness, I think helps get you there. You know, And I tell you what I'm saying, I tell my, my wife stuff that bothers me that she does or things that going are going on. And I can tell you that we, we can have open like conversation now about all of it. And she just is receptive to it because now I understand I got to come at her differently. And my daughter's the same way. My daughter's yeah. the same exact way. So it's important to be able to understand people's personalities and how, what's the best way to be able to approach them. Mm. Yeah. Really good mm. points, especially right now with everyone's hyper, you know, a lot of people are very hypersensitive and not behaving or acting like they normally do. So this is really great info for them, yeah. you know, and us. Yeah, listen, yes, thank I, I you. need to hear it too. You know, it's not just for you guys and everybody listening. It's for me too. I think I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself indirectly. Hey, <laughs> we learn best by teaching. So, so you, code. So Jen, are you, but you know, we were mentioning and some of these things that just really pop out. I feel, you know, besides going through some very dark times and overcoming them, you have had really powerful achievements such as being a New York Times bestselling author. That's badass and winning dancing with the stars and having the the role on all my children and a motivational speaker for the troops among other companies and so and of course your wife and daughter too so what what do you feel stands out the most to you and means the most to you out of all of that Hmm, that's a great question Mm -hmm. um i think i think uh naturally uh the, the the way that I the example I create for my daughter um, is the most important thing. Um, the example that she sees in the way that I communicate with her mother, the way that you know I love her mother, the way that we have our relationship is is incredibly important because of course, as we all know, that's essentially what she's going to be able to um, you know, that, that, that's going to be her definition of what relationships and healthy relationships and love looks and sounds and feels like. So I think for me, that's probably one of the biggest accomplishments. I mean, I don't know, you know, how people listening right now, I don't know how much they know, but I mean, I'll be completely open and honest. I mean, I mean, I said it earlier, I love being that way. My wife and I had a rough patch. You know, we, 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 a lot happened in the first year of our relationship, you know, um, you know, we found out, we found out that we were expecting it was, it was unexpected. I will admit that. 
my career all of a sudden took off and I was busy. And oh, by the way, her younger sister, who was 17 at the time, unexpectedly passed away. Oh, and um, sorry. There was a lot of adversity that was thrown at us in a short amount of time. And um, we didn't have the tools. We didn't have the tools. And we were both kind of going through, we were caught up in our own journeys at, at, at the time. And you know, it, it, it was tough. And, and so we had moments where we split up and then we'd come back together and try. And it was like, it's just not clicking. We split up and all still while being, you know, attentive to the fact that above everything, we are parents to this beautiful child. And we mm-hmm. were always conscious of that. And so we were doing that. And then, you know, we finally just kind of turned the corner and you know again I went to therapy there were things that I felt like I needed to address and she was sort of kind of a little reluctant about it and I mean it was very easy for her to say it's JR and and JR needs to work on things and and that was fine she wasn't ready she wasn't in the, in the right space and once I went through it I understand understood some things I then came to her then we talked about it openly before you know boom here we are now right going mm-hmm. stronger than than ever and so for me, that is something that is incredibly important um, yeah. you know, because I know that I almost lost it. I, I know that I almost did not have that. And to be able to have both of my girls under one roof 24-7 as long as I'm yeah. allowed, that's a beautiful thing. But, I, but from a professional standpoint, I think I, I, it's really hard, right? Because, I mean, the entertainment stuff is incredible. It's fun. It, it's, it's this so it's this uh, shiny thing that distracts all of us and gets our, all of our attention and gets us excited. But for me, I look at that and I'm like, okay, for, I, I put the value in that as it's a platform that allows me to reach a lot more people than me mm-hmm. constantly traveling around the country or writing a book, right? Like it, yeah, yeah. I, I can reach abundance of people through the platform that I normally wouldn't have been able to reach. Um, but, but I love the element of, of, of writing a book. I, I think, I think at the root of a metaphor with that book is, you know, if you, you have, if, if every single one of us right now, just pause and just thought of our lives as a book, like if you said to yourself, okay, let me stop for a second. Let's say, okay, my life, everything that I've been through, everything I've experienced, it's a book. Hmm. Okay. Think about how the first few chapters of that book have already been written. Things you've inherited, yes. this yeah. society, the world that you've inherited, family, friends, what we've done, our history, that's already been written. So you're just kind of coming into it and learning about it and trying to figure out where you fit in. But at a certain point, and this is where I think a lot of people unfortunately miss the value of what they can bring to the table, is that at a certain point, you learn the ability to pick up a pencil, you learn the ability to be able to type on a computer or on a device. And you can actually write the middle, which is the bulk and the, and the meat part of your story, the meat part of that book, and write the ending. That literally, you have that power. And so for me to be able to tell people my mm-hmm. story and to be able to say, listen, yeah, when I wrote the book a few years ago, this is my ending right now. But guess mm-hmm. what? There's another beginning right after this. And right. I'm still writing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I love, I love that he just brought that up because we had... Like a few weeks ago, we had on an illusionist magician that that I know for years, Alex Ramon. And his analogy, so funny, because his analogy at the end about what's going on right now in the world, he said, he said, I'm looking at it as unlimited possibilities and gifts, and it's just a chapter 
of your book. And it doesn't mean that the book ends now. So just look at it, make the chapter as good as you can right now until it moves on to the next, you know? And so it's so funny that you brought up the same type of analogy. You guys are, you got to listen to his episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here's, here's another one. So I, you have this in, um, I think it's your, your website that you sent. And I, I think this is something that you use and when you speak, and we thought this was so profound. Um, it says, that universal change isn't bad if you're willing to adapt. Your path in life is decided by your own ability to adapt and overcome. Yeah. So I think that can be kind of in addition to what you're talking about. That is just profound. Yeah, I think yeah, everybody it, needs to hear that. Yeah, but you know, change is inevitable. We all know that. That that's that's a given. Yeah, we're, we're well aware of that. But 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 for people to be able to understand and identify that yes change isn't bad if you're willing to adapt but the major question comes down to the fact that are you willing right. are you willing mm -hmm. at some think about it in my life and, and let's just kind of focus on on what a lot of people have a tendency to kind of focus on right which is my injury in iraq which i understand why i get it it was it was the major event that took place in my life and you think about me being 19 years old and suddenly having to look at my body and look at where I was going in life and have to accept that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a huge change. And there are people um, that are, are, are reminded right now or are going through their huge changes. And I can tell you that for me, the only reason I have become the person that I am today is simply because I was willing to accept that I needed to grieve the loss of who I was because I did have to grieve. I, yeah. I grieved the person that I knew for 19 years of my life. And I started to have to, you know, kind of make this new introduction and new relationship with this new person that I'm told that I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah, And that was difficult. And so for me, it was a matter of, I needed to let go of whatever values, ideologies, uh, I mean, okay, no, not the ideologies and values and beliefs, right? That also kind of stays the same to a degree, but more of what my goals are. Whatever plans and goals that I had mm -hmm. prior to this injury, now, unfortunately, are not going to be unattainable because I wanted to remain in the United States military. I wanted to continue to serve. That's no longer a possibility. So I had to let go of that. And then I had to pay attention to this, new door that was, I mean, just wide open. And it was like, go visit and help somebody else. And I got into my own head thinking there's nothing I can possibly do or offer anybody else going through their own adversity. Yeah. And then eventually, like I had to pay attention to the signs of people that were saying, go, 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 you know, mm. you bring value. And I finally <laughs> went and did it. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, oh, there's this cool thing that I've experienced and it, it, it entails helping other people yet in turn, I'm helping myself to a street when, when I want to do this, it's addictive. And so I think all of us have the capability of adapting. It's just a matter. Are you willing to let go of whatever goals or plans or things that you created in your head that you wanted to do at yeah. a certain point, you do have to let go of certain things. You, it's no different than, and you guys, I'm sure, have you traveled and been around the world and, and, and gone places. And what do you normally do when you go somewhere brand new? You try to leave a little bit of room in that luggage. Why? Because you're going to bring some stuff back. But also, too, you <laughs> yeah. can't pack everything in the luggage because when you get to the airport, they're going to be like, hey, we're going to charge you $5,000 and, you know, for you to be able to take this back or where are you going? And because you, you don't have room to even 
your bags are weighed so weigh so much that by the time you get on the plane, you weigh you are weighing the aircraft down where it can't pick up speed, <laughs> take off, and then get to that destination. And then you don't have enough room left in your luggage to be able to bring some stuff back with you. That's what life is about. It's understanding when you're packing to go somewhere because we're all going somewhere every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't need to take this. I don't need to take that. Yeah. That serves no value to me at this juncture where I am in my life. I'm going to dump it and then I'm going to leave some room to hopefully pick something else up along the way. Mm. And if you're willing to do that, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is coming from somebody, not only through his own, his own personal life that he's overcome, you know, almost losing his life and a visible injury, that, that, that visible scars. And I have to overcome this every day. Every day I am reminded of the scars on my face and on my body. Mm-hmm. Every single freaking day. Right. Not by me, by everybody that I interact with in the world. Every yeah. space that I'm in, they're looking at me. They're doing a double take. Yeah. But here's the, here's the catch. For a very long time, I would always, you know, prior to my injury, Hispanic kid growing up, born and raised in the South, the narrative was always in my mind, oh, somebody's looking at me because they think I'm going to do something. Because that's ah. what the environment made me feel. Yeah. Which kind of bleeds into a lot of what's going on today in today's world, right? Yes. But then I become injured and now I have this visible wound, this visible scar. And now I start navigating through the world. And guess what? People are still looking at me. Well, now I'm associating, oh, well, now you're looking at me because of, you know, my scars. I forgot mm. now it was about maybe something else. Maybe they have this other belief. Now it's about my scars. But then mm-hmm. here, I got my foot in my mouth after I got into the entertainment space. And after I was on dancing with the stars, one day I was traveling, I landed, my best friend picked me up. I I wasn't feeling well. So I said, Hey man, can we stop at a drugstore? I'm going to pick up some meds. He said, absolutely. I picked up some meds. I'm standing in the aisle reading the back of one of the medicine um, that I was thinking about getting. And I can see this man looking at me at the the other end of the aisle. He's just staring at me and I'll be completely transparent. He was a white man. And in my mind, I immediately went to this place of, why is he staring at me like this? Why mm. is he looking at me like this? Then I quickly went to this place, kind of the, the narrative that I created in my head from when I was a child because of experiences or stories that I heard. This is why he's staring at me. Then it was, oh, and now he's staring at me because of my scars. Mm. So then I, I'm like, oh, just walk away, JR. I go and I go stand in line because I'm going to pay. Guess who's standing right behind me? That man. <laughs> <laughs> and what do I do is I'm standing in that line. I just kind of turn around, look around. I didn't even realize. And I turn around and looked and he's st- staring at me again. And I just felt like this is kind of my personality. I just felt like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to confront this because he's made me feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to make him feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And so I said, how are you doing? And, um, and he said, uh, he says, Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? And literally the story that I had been creating in my head for the last 10 minutes just went off. Yeah. And I said, I'd be doing a lot better if people stopped staring at me. Oh, that's what I would do. That's how I do it. But here is where my foot was in my mouth. So then after I said that, he he catches himself and he's like, oh, oh," and he kind of stutters a little bit. He's trying to find the words and he says, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, 
you just look like that guy that was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah. And I admire him so much because this, oh my God. You know, this and, the, and he's going on and on. And who Aww. felt like the biggest jerk in the world? Aww. All because I started to create the narrative in my head. I was the one that allowed past experiences or other people's experiences to help me create whatever the narrative was. It was me. It wasn't him. I yeah. did yeah. this, not him. Yeah. And until if we can t- if we can identify that we are the ones that are mm-hmm. creating this, we are constantly every single day thinking our minds are not stop. They don't stop. It doesn't stop working. And we are the ones that are constantly creating this narrative in our mind. And if we can find ourselves to say, hold on, pull the story back a little bit. Wait, 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 wait. I'm writing the full script for a full episode. I don't even know do right now. <laughs> Let me let me let me go and find out at the root first if, if I'm on the right track. And if I am, then I'll continue writing. If not, well, I might have to think about turning the page and starting fresh. Right, right. With with wow. what you just said, I mean, it's such good lessons. And we we love when people tell stories like that because I just yeah. was there. I was there at the store. I even yeah. told them what I looked like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you were sick no, too. You know, it I, sucks. I, I think it would be so great for for our listeners. Um, not only already, because we have we have men and women listeners, but uh, like our female listeners will love to make their guy listen to what you said and say, "See, <laughs> he went to therapy." Yes. <laughs> um, which which my husband's all into all that. Thank God. But um, but what I wanted to ask is like I'm going to give you a scenario because this is what I'm getting a lot from um, oh. clients and some of the people that I know that are struggling. So kind of summarize it. But right now in today's times. There's, let's say it's a woman and she's 40 years old and she's normally happily married and has a thriving business. But right now she's just all encompassed with what's going on in society and she's feeling the collective energy and she just goes, what's the use? I'm just going to lay in bed and I feel hopeless. What would you say is a great way to have someone like that pivot and alter and change and adapt? Oh man, uh, that's a great, great scenario because I, be- I believe that it's a lot of people's reality. You know, I right. think a lot of people um, are trying to figure out sort of their position in this world and with everything going on, like what role do I play in everything that has taken place? And so it's an important question. And if you're anything like my wife, my wife will watch the news, my wife will hear a story of somebody and all of a sudden she sort of will, she'll take on that energy and that now becomes her energy. And what I've had to tell her is like, you have to be able to limit yourself, limit how much access and exposure you have to whatever the, the trauma is, whatever the, what, whatever the negative thing is that is going on. Not to say that it isn't worthwhile for you to pay attention to. It just means that you also have to give your mind and your heart breaks, yes. right? Like we, we have to, no different than when you have a computer on or your phone on, they tell you to every now and then turn it off. Mm-hmm. Give it a second to breathe. If you want it to function the way we we want this thing to function, we're pushing buttons. We're like, it's almost like the elevator, right? Like people get on the elevator and what do they do? They push the button. Yeah. They, they push it multiple <laughs> times. They think it's going to go faster and it's going to close the doors faster. Like it's not. It's time. And, and, and the cross, the crosswalk button. The crosswalk too. is another one. Exactly. <laughs> and so for me, yeah. of, I think yeah. that, you know, if, if you're laying down and you're like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm sort of, you know, overwhelmed and, 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 and maybe depressed is not the right word for everybody, but I'm just kind of overtaken by a lot of the energy that's out in the world 
and I don't know what, you know, and, and my business is maybe not doing as well because, you know, businesses are, are shut down or limited and people aren't out as much because they don't feel safe or whatever the question may be, whatever the scenario may be. I think more so it's like, hey, this is the opportunity for you to figure out how you can adapt, right? This is the opportunity where it's like, you know, like you got these businesses that in certain cities, they're like, hey, we can't do indoor dining. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll clear out the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll clear out like New York City has part of the streets, right? Half side of the streets. And they're like, yes, we're going to put some tables out there. We're going to get some business. We're going to get some clientele in here. We're going to allow, yeah. we're going to meet them where they are. And I think if you're stuck in this space, you have to really think about what role do I play in this? What could I be doing differently? This is an opportunity to show up. This is an opportunity to really understand what role you play in everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's, this is, you know, the way I look at this, like I've, I feel like, and again, I don't want to be tone deaf. I'm just speaking what my truth is during this, you know, during the COVID period, I have, I feel like I've been busier than ever, even though I'm not traveling, doing, you know, 50 events a year, I'm, I'm busier, mm-hmm. not only because my daughter's home and, and we're all on top of each other, but also too, because, you know, I started the podcast and I started all these other projects and I started working with other people and, you know, philanthropy work. I continued to do all of that. But for me, it was like, okay, I want, when the world opens back up, I want to be able to look back and say that I took full advantage of this time that I had to reassess and reevaluate where I was because six months from now, I can't sit here and blame anybody else, but myself at some point I have to own and accept responsibility for my own actions and my own, my own lack of trying to step up and say, what do I need to do differently? What, what can I change? And, And until you do that, you might be easily missing out on another opportunity that is there for you that suddenly you find a new passion for yourself or suddenly you find like a new business model and then you're missing out on that because you're afraid and you're unmotivated to take that one extra step. It's literally that one extra step that all it requires that leads to an abundance of, 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 of purpose, of joy and of success. And I I think that is incumbent of what my life has been about. My life has been about, I didn't understand that if I did this, what it would lead to. I didn't have a 10-year plan. I didn't have a five-year plan. Mm -hmm. Hell, I didn't even have a one-year plan in some cases, right? Mm -hmm. I, I could only see in this moment, feel in this moment. But what I allowed myself to do was feel and see in this moment, own it, and just lean in every freaking day and right. by doing those yeah. short-term things the long-term things started to show themselves yeah they, well they and you were, were you were yeah and you were so young you were 19 when your life was derailed so it makes sense that you didn't have that long-term plan yet yeah and you, you had to figure it all out but also there were a couple things that i want to address make sure that i cover this is that you said in uh, the Imperfectly Perfect podcast that we, we were on with Ben Marston. Um, yes. <laughs> you said two things that really stood out. It's okay to cry. Or no, not it's okay to cry. You need to cry. You said you, you told a story about your friend telling you it's, you need to cry. You can possibly talk about that. But the other thing is um, that you talked about... Oh my gosh, where'd it go? Oh, that there's power in being vulnerable. 
There's so much power yes. in that. And I think men especially need to hear that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, what I have learned, I mean, okay, let's, let's dive into that a little bit, right? Because the both of them sort of tie into one another. You think about it like I am a male. And so I already got, I got that going for me, which is a good thing and also could be a bad thing. I also am Hispanic, which is a good thing, but also could be a bad thing. I yeah. also was in the military, which is a great thing, but it also could be a bad thing. And yeah, the bad thing all, exactly, <laughs> is this element of being a man, of feeling like I have to have it all figured out and I have mm -hmm. to put on this, this face and this image and this persona for not only not forget everybody else, you're doing it for yourself because there's something you're afraid to address. And so you feel like you have to overcompensate and all of us do it. All of us find ourselves, there's an insecurity that we have about something in our lives. And so what do we do? We overcompensate in other areas. We mm. do it. Yeah. You may think you don't do it. You do it. And the <laughs> only reason why you haven't identified that you do it is because it hasn't been pointed out to you. Someone hasn't had enough courage yet to say, Hey, you know, why are you doing this so much or what, what's going on here? And so for me, when you think about the Hispanic culture, we don't cry. We, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't feel, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't do that. Right. We, we just keep going. That's, that's what, especially in my family, that's what you do. You just keep going. You stay busy. Right. When it comes to the military, you know, we don't have time to cry. We don't have time to talk because if you start crying or if you start talking, guess what? I'm going to die. And then you're going to die mm -hmm. because what I was supposed to do, I didn't do because I was too busy crying or, or, or feeling. And now that's caused you or me to lose our lives or to get injured or something to happen mm, to us, right? Okay. And then society, society does the same damn thing. Yeah. It's constantly like putting us like you, if, if you show this weakness, well, then we might have to reassess and reevaluate. Well, the, well, what I would challenge everybody to think about and what I had to realize is that, okay, if I'm in spaces that don't allow me, not necessarily to show up every single day and cry because nobody wants that, <laughs> right? It's like, okay, you can invite me to your party once or twice where you're having a bad time, like the example we gave with Kim earlier, but don't keep inviting me to this party. Like eventually people, nobody's going to shout. Nobody's you're, gonna, you're a downer. Yeah, nobody's coming to this party, right? Like, <laughs> it's like not even not even enough drinks can actually get me through this. Like I'm not <laughs> doing it, right? Like the, the, the alcohol is not even helping at this point, right? And so what I started to identify is that if, if, I'm, in a, if I'm in spaces that don't permit me to sort of tap in and don't encourage me and support me and empower me and uplift me, then I might want to think about the space that I'm in. I might want to think about the circle that I'm in. And so for all these years, and I'll, and I'll quickly touch on the fact that like my best friend, the example you gave on that. And yes, Kim, you're right. Shout out to Glenn. Glenn is the reason that we're here right now. Having yes, yes. Conversation. And, and so Glenn, thank Matt. you so much. We love Rob and, Matt too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and so, you know, prior to that conversation with my best friend, I was just, I, I, I was in the hospital for almost three years. I got out when I was 22 years old, 23, 24. I was in the world thinking that I was going to have every opportunity thrown at me because I had a story. I knew how to tell it. All I wanted to do is share it with the world. That's all I wanted to do. But you know what happened? Every time I went to somebody and asked them for an opportunity, whether it was a church, whether it was a, a rotary club, whether it was a school, a, a small business, people would say, well, you're a veteran. You're better off talking to veterans. That's what people would say to me. Mm. And that, was so difficult for me to process because I started thinking to myself like, man, for the first time in my life, nobody's listening to me. They're hearing mm. me. 
They're not listening to me. Hearing is what we do when the TV is on in the background, when the radio is on, or when something, when, when, when our kids are running around, that's background noise. We don't really know what's going on. We just kind of, it's there. It's just there. And, and listening is when you actually listen to understand and not listen to respond, not listen, waiting for your, your turn to speak. And I can tell yeah. you that I fell into this space as easy it is to look at me as this motivational dude. Yeah, I'm a positive dude. I practice positivity daily, daily. I have to practice it. It's not just something, a genetic I'm born with. I worked on it. And I, yeah. I surround myself with people, with things that are going to fuel that, that are going to challenge me, that are going to force me to think of and see things in a different way. And so I was mad. I was mad at the world, 22, 23. I was of age. I was drinking. I was reckless. I, I'm telling you, it was not a beautiful time in my life. I almost could have became what the statistic of veterans that aren't here. Because that is unfortunate. Yes. That is a truth. That is a reality. And it wasn't until my best friend, who is 17 years older than I am, hmm. at that time, one night, we were at, a, at an event, and I lashed out at some guys innocently. It wasn't about them. It was about me. Mm-hmm. And he told me to chill out. And if, I didn't like that. And so I wanted to fight him. And good thing that he didn't engage because he's six foot four, 280 pounds. I'm five, nine, 190. I would have got my ass handed to me. Had he, had he decided <laughs> to take me on and accept that challenge instead, you know what he did? He showed up with love and he told me sit in the passenger seat of the car. And so here I am 24 years old. I sit in the passenger seat of the car and I'm mad. I'm all worked up. He's in a driver's seat and he's like, man, you need to cry. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you need to mm. cry. You got all this stuff pent up. I was like, no, I don't. He's like, yes, you do. And he kept saying, you need to cry. You need to cry. And as you guys already know from the, from the podcast of them, perfectly imperfect, I, I, I imperfectly perfect. Like I, I, I literally started crying and I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Like, why am I crying? <laughs> and he's like, you're crying, man, because you got all this stuff pent up inside. You've healed yeah. physically, but you haven't healed emotionally and mentally. Right. And, and let me tell you how powerful that moment was. Mm-hmm. Prior to that conversation, Every time that he would end a phone conversation or if we were in person and we were like going our own ways, he would always end with, I love you. And I'd, I'd, I'd always say, okay, all right, cool. Thanks. Talk to you later. Right. It was always mm-hmm. like this. All right, bro. Like kind of thing. <laughs> the next day after that conversation, I was the first one to tell him I loved him and I haven't stopped telling him I love him ever oh. since. And it, to be able to tell him as a guy to be like, I love you, man. Like, no, I love you, man. You're, you're awesome. You're like, you're the greatest <laughs> gift. One of the greatest gifts that I've had in, in this world. Thank you. But to feel comfortable with that. And, and I was able to get to that space because he created a safe space for me to be vulnerable. He created a place for me to be able to share. And what I found is the more that I shared, the more I found community. There's, there's power, the power and vulnerability is that you find community through vulnerability. You find community. That's what happens. So what I had to learn, because this is what I was doing. I would go out at 22, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 years old. And I could tell you that if I saw a girl and I wanted to talk to her, I'd go, I'd talk to her. I'd maybe buy her a drink. But then all of a sudden, if the girl walked away and she wasn't interested, interested and I saw her talking to somebody else, I immediately, I immediately took that personal. And I was like, oh, see, she, she, 
uh, I put all this expectation and pressure and weight on other people to fulfill what I was seeking the void that I had inside of me. Exactly. And what I had to realize is that Mm -hmm. the way that I'm going about it, I'm never going to fill that void because I'm looking for it in the wrong places. And Mm so it literally came down to me saying like, okay, JR, why do I get so upset when somebody doesn't want to engage in conversation with me at that age? Well, it's because I want, I'm looking for unconditional love. I'm Mm -hmm. looking for, um, you know, people that someone to be there and, and, and I'm just looking for, I'm looking for that. Like, that's what I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. but I was sitting there looking for it in the wrong places. So I'm never going to fulfill that void. And so it literally came down to that conversation that I had with him turned the corner for me because it allowed me to, to understand that, that it is important to create spaces for each other. It is important to be able to show up and listen to one another and say, listen, I don't have to have the answer. And that's what we typically do as human beings. We feel like we have to have the answer. So we feel like we always have to say like, oh yeah, I can relate because the, and it's mm-hmm. like, you don't even have to say that. Mm-hmm. Just literally say, hey, Kim, you know, what, what, what do you want to share? What's going on? What's, what do you feel? Yeah. And then just sit right. back and just kind of just go for the ride. That's it. Right. Exactly. Wow. Just the let, deep, deep stuff. Let, and letting you be you. Letting right. you be you. Yeah. That's and, it. And then, and then you as the person that it needs to feels the need to share, be be okay that the that if if I if I have a problem right now, and let's say I got the two of you as my friends, I may say, Kim, I'm gonna call Kim. Kim's my girl. Like I know I could talk to her right now. And now Kim is just not meeting me with that same energy. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe Kim is just not ready and equipped to meet That's me in that right. space. Right. And so and it doesn't mean that I have to like It's a different the- Kim because I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the K-Y-M, no, just, not the K-I-M. Just call so, me instead. Call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I'll, what I'm saying. I'll meet is you. Like, maybe I'll meet I realize, you okay, I don't have to burn the bridge with Kim. It just yeah. means that maybe I call Eden and she's, she's the girl that is going to sit oh, there yeah. and rock with me right now. Yeah, and so right. it just you have to be able to identify, okay, who are my people that when I'm feeling this, it is what yeah. it is right? Like we can get into it. We can get, get our hands dirty, but if it's surface stuff, if it's just more having a good time and enjoying life, this is my group of people. I know I could do that with. Yeah. And then you don't have to take it personally. And you don't have to take it personal. You're not, you're not setting yourself up to be yeah. let down. So it's, 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 yeah. the, it's kind of circle back to all my children in the entertainment space. That was something that I really had to learn. There are very few people that at least in the entertainment space, not to say that they've struggled and they've had challenges, you know, in, in, in life, but they weren't as open and willing to share them. And so what happens, it makes you feel like, okay, well, I'm just an anomaly here. I'm just the one with sort of this in-depth look at life. And that's not true. There are plenty of people that have this in-depth and appreciation for life, but they're just not talking about it openly. Mm-hmm. And Good so point. the minute that I removed that pressure and responsibility, suddenly I was able to just see them and just have, honestly, just eat snacks in a hair and makeup room and just have a good time. Because that's what I needed to learn as well. Not everything's so damn serious. Yeah. I had to learn that too. Oh yeah. Big time. It's not that serious. Everything's not that serious. We only have five five minutes left and I really want to, we want to ask this one question. I know it it just felt like it was only 10 minutes and it was like the most amazing that's going to help so many people you're just such an intriguing great inspirational person um so before we ask this bonus question eden um i I want you jr to make sure you share where can people buy your book and where can we find you 
So I'd say probably the easiest ways is uh, social media at I am Jr. Martinez, and then that you know you get directed everywhere. Oh, and cool! You, you have a podcast, there. right? I do have a podcast. It is called Rebirth, and the whole the name comes from when I was injured. A lot of veterans refer to the day that they were injured as their alive day. Mm. I refer to it as my rebirth, and that obviously implies that something died. Yeah. And, and something else was born. And I believe that parts of me died that day and other parts yeah. of me were born. So that's why this is my second chance at life. And, and this is my rebirth. So I, I want to learn and connect and um, just be curious. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. Bonus Thank question. You. Bonus Should question. Bonus I'm question. A drum roll. I can't, I can't really do it. Like I don't, I don't know how to do the drum roll. This is where you need like Who's one of those. Who's saying apps. it? Are you doing it? You are. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. All right. So this question, well, I don't even know if it's a question. We want to make a kind of like an observation that we, in reading your bio, one of the things that we observed and and we pick up, no, well, that's something I would totally notice too. I would, (laughs) that's me, but, but that's not it. Um, And I don't know if this is something that you picked up on. I imagine you probably did too, but this is how Kim and I work, what our brains are like. And (laughs) What, so it's in there, it states that you suffered severe burns to 34% of your body, that you spent 34 months in recovery and underwent 34 different surgeries since your injury. So there seems to be a pattern with the number 34. So How does, is, does that mean anything there, to you? There is a pattern. So I haven't thought about it in the sense of as 34, but I have noticed a pattern oh. in the sense of three. Because okay. I was also like when I joined the military, just just kind of thinking of what I've thought of in the past, I thought three years. I went out mm-hmm. to basic training for three months. When I got to my unit, which was the 101st out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky, I was only there three weeks before we got our orders. When I was in Iraq, I was there for three weeks until my injury happened. When I was injured, I was in a coma for three weeks and then I came out of it. Oh. And I was initially in the hospital oh. for three months. And then almost three years and then three, you know, the surgeries. And, and then when I joined all my children, I was only supposed to be there for three months, but it turned into three years. And then I was on dance for three months. And then when my daughter was born, she was born in 2012. So man, that kind of screwed it up. But the hospital room had like, it was like three, one, three, three, like whatever it was, it was a lot of threes. And so for me, and then my wife's favorite number when we met is three. And so wow. there's just things in life that are, ladies and gentlemen, there are things in life that are not just coincidences. No way. There are things you have to pay attention to. And that, that's the journey that I'm on to is that I'm sort of paying attention to a lot more things that I probably would have been equipped to pay attention to 10 years ago. But yeah, there is a pattern of threes. Um, wow. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, yeah, the three of us are having a conversation. Yes. Oh my God. Boom. <laughs> The, what? the three I of said us. The three of us are having a conversation, <laughs> right? Like, oh boom! God. It's well, currently like I mean, and you can look that up, you know, online. You can look up angel numbers and number symbolism, and they, they a lot of times it really means some deep, deep, deep stuff. Oh, um, that's I love but, that. We we recently read a book. Uh, I know we're going to wrap up soon, but we recently read a book called "Many Lives, Many Masters," hmm. and it's this whole concept of like how we have these um, previous lives and a lot of fears and things that we feel we bring over from those previous lives that we didn't address then 
So we have to bring it into this life and it's the thing that we have to learn. So the question then becomes, what are you, what are you truly learning in this life? So like now I'm like all deep into this stuff. And I'm yeah. like, like I keep telling my wife, I think I was a prince in a previous life. Like, I think that's who I was, you yeah. know, like that, or at least that's what I'm telling myself. She's, she rolls her eyes, but it's a good story. Oh, that's well, exciting. Jenna, thank you so much. Um, I know that um, we're going to get so many people giving us great feedback on this and we appreciate you. And um, thank you for all the great inspiration and advice. Uh, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure hopping on with you and just having this, you know, cool conversation and, um, you know, just thank you guys. I really appreciate you sharing your platform with me. And thank you everybody. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.